1655, the newly arrived Jews of New Amsterdam petitioned the local government for a small plot of land in the New World. The first thing that the earliest American Jews established was not a synagogue, was not a mikvah, but a special place to bury their dead. The first thing that the Jewish community created was a cemetery. Shortly after the first Jewish settlers joined in San Francisco's gold rush era, they purchased land for a cemetery on Vallejo Street. By 1860, they needed more space, and Congregation Emmanuel dedicated its second cemetery in the area that is now Dolores Park. As Jews, we bury our dead and we take care of our graves. Just a few weeks ago, I was in St. Louis. My mother-in-law lives there now, just five minutes away from Hesed Shel Emet Cemetery. Hesed Shel Emet means loving kindness of truth. When Sarah died in Genesis, Abraham's first reaction was to purchase land, the cave of Machpelah, so that he could bury his wife and his own land. The mitzvah of Levayat Hamet, of accompanying the dead for burial, is considered the greatest mitzvah because it can never be reciprocated. We do it for its own sake, with no expectation of the favor ever being returned. It is chesed shel emet, loving kindness of truth. So when the robust Jewish Midwestern community of St. Louis established this cemetery over 125 years ago, they wanted to make sure that they had a safe place to fulfill this mitzvah and to bury their loved ones. This week, when their descendants discovered over 200 tombstones overturned and vandalized, they were devastated and so were we. More than the now 69 bomb threats to Jewish community centers, day schools, and even the headquarters of the Anti-Defamation League, it was this act of violence against the dead that made national headlines and changed the nature of the conversation. In 2014, I gave a Rosh Hashanah sermon about the rise in anti-Semitism primarily in Europe. I wrote, Many of us have felt a different kind of fear this summer. A new sense of potential for danger, even if only for a minute, even if only a twitch in our gut or a heaviness in our chest, we are scared. Less than three years later in 2017, what was theoretical seems more realistic. We are asking ourselves, is this a real resurgence in anti-Semitism in America? How scared should we be? How are we supposed to respond as the week after week of media send different messages to us about what's going on in our country? Our first response is to our fellow Jews. This week, our congregation made a donation to St. Louis Federation's Jewish Cemetery Restoration and Security Fund to help as so many other Jews in the country did. 
but we need to do even more. In this week's Torah portion, Mishpatim, Exodus lists rules and laws that help create a moral society. When you see the donkey of your foe struggling with its burden, and you want to refrain from helping it, to Azov Imo, you must nevertheless raise it up with him. We cannot stand alone. We need partners and allies in this fight, even if we do not always agree on everything. We may have many resources, but we are still just a small minority in America. And we cannot rely only on our own power, on having a Jewish governor of Missouri or a Jewish daughter in the White House. We have been fortunate this week to witness an outpouring of support. Rabbi Beth shared with me that she has received dozens of phone calls from African-American members of our unity group expressing their concern and wanting to offer their support. An online petition entitled Muslims Unite to Repair Jewish Cemetery raised $80,000 in 24 hours and was still growing when I checked this afternoon. Even J.K. Rowling of Harry Potter fame had retweeted it to her over 100,000 followers. Its webpage states, Muslim Americans stand in solidarity with the Jewish American community to condemn the horrific act of desecration. Some have challenged the motivations behind this effort, and I admit I do not know why they did it, but I am grateful for the brave public display of support that a community that also feels at risk in this moment chose to make. In some ways, our natural instinct when we feel threatened is to close ranks and rely only on those in our tribe. But the Torah teaches us to azov imo. Even if it's not your instinct, you must nevertheless raise it up with him. We have to look for moments of solidarity and appreciate them when they come. The willingness to reach across religious, cultural, or ethnic divides to offer empathy and even outrage gives us hope. In the same Torah portion, Exodus reminds us, you shall not oppress a stranger, for you know the feelings of the stranger, having yourselves been strangers in the land of Egypt. We cannot only speak out against our own injustice. Racism, sexism, homophobia, Islamophobia, they all come from the same place of hate. When we advocate for the rights of others, we do more than just build strategic alliances. We bring goodness into the world that ultimately comes back to us twofold or more. We have suffered greatly as a people, but our history gives us the gift of empathy, something that we so desperately need in our world today the ability to appreciate the feeling of the strangers, of the refugee, the disabled veteran, the transgender teenager, and fight against their oppression. This morning, I officiated at a baby naming for an eight-day-old girl. And in their blessing to their daughter, her parents wrote, we welcome you today, not just into your immediate family and your wider community, but into the Jewish people. 
The story of our people has had its difficult moments, but it is ultimately one of tremendous resilience and creativity, of accomplishment and hope. We hope that you will write your own chapter into that story over the course of your life. The most often recited prayer at a Jewish cemetery is the mourner's Kaddish. The Aramaic words focus on life, not on death. It is a prayer not of despair, but of optimism, of what it means for the living to go on, what it means for the living to be inspired by those that have come before us and to carry out their legacy. These incidences, whether a bomb threat or vandalism in a cemetery, they're meant to intimidate and even terrify us. They want us to live in fear. But just as I said three years ago on Rosh Hashanah, these words still ring true, that this is our community. This is our synagogue. This is our sanctuary. This is a safe place to talk about these issues. It's a safe place to call out anti-Semitism and express our concerns. It's a safe place to come together to experience hope and solidarity. This is not a space to become defined by our fears. My prayer on the Shabbat is that we will be aware but not overwhelmed, that we will be shaped but not shaken. Shabbat Shalom. We, we rise now.